a forgotten relic sits nestled in the heart of Soda Springs, Idaho. Within its weathered walls, whispers of long-forgotten guests drift through its corridors, and the air is thick with the weight of their untold stories. So what is it that makes a place so haunted? Perhaps a love connection gone wrong? Maybe the loss of a child? Could it be a rowdy bar fight turned deadly? But how do so many travesties happen under one roof? Maybe something rotten flows through the springs, seeping into the ground and infecting the land of the Enders Hotel. Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Puxatawney Phil. Oh my and God. my musical will be coming out in <laughs> 20, spring 20, of 2025. Five. I was going to say six, hopefully not that long. Phew. I, okay, so have you seen the person we're talking about, the Puxatawney <laughs> Phil? It's like- Get all, on TikTok, y'all. Yeah, all of songs, I believe, is the TikTok account that did the original- Puxatani Phil musical number because yeah. he's he's like um told himself that he's going to write a song every day just every like every day for the year however long he's challenging himself Challenge, to write yeah. a new song and he does he writes a new song every day and they're it all doesn't have to be long they're I know some of them are like 30 seconds long honestly they're kind of bangers and he writes one I thought this was a big deal and someone made a video they're like why did I think this was this huge viral sensation and there's only like 230 sounds used on yeah, which is not a lot in the TikTok world. No. Because this song, I think I've seen all 230 videos. <laughs> yeah. And um, man, so I guess, I don't know if we're all on the same page on this one, but all of songs, Puxatani Phil, it's Phil is immortal. He drinks an elixir. So it's the same Phil you see every year seeing his shadow mm-hmm. singing a song about not being able to die, basically. And he, yeah, he has his partner Phyllis and he's like you're gonna die one day and i'm just gonna keep going on yeah and oh my gosh and elise meyer there's a couple people who played like made up their own part as phyllis but we all know sorry all of you that did it elise myers is top tier she is so good Mm -hmm. uh and she just makes things so much better than they already were so good so anyway she did her little tidbit and now there's a part with like Phil's shadow, mm-hmm. the mayor, Phyllis the and mayor Phil. The mayor was a good touch. I like yeah. the mayor. Phyllis, Phil, the mayor, and Phil's shadow. And then a guy who added like ambient piano and mm-hmm. extra like percussive things. It's so good. He's got the chimes in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all done like electronically on his piano. Yeah. But <sighs> anyway, it's really good. I'm, it's it's actually Megan. It's me, guys. I'm not. Oh, Sonic yeah. Phil. My gosh. <laughs> Um, something else that's really good, but really terrible is I went to Grand Traverse Pie Company today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to call them out because I don't care. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they didn't a- go to the Grand Traverse. You went to. <laughs> no, I didn't have time today, I guess. But to anyway, Michigan? yeah, I, I don't. Grand think Traverse so. is a while away, honestly. Yeah. But anyway, I went there and I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, I want to do something different because I get the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. And I looked and I was like, I'm, I was tired then. And full disclosure, I'm really tired now. I keep yawning. Um, but I'm, I'm talk- yawning right now. I was going to say, I'm talking, so I'm not able to yawn. Um, but I was looking at their menu and I was like, I want to do something different. Maybe they have like coffee drinks that aren't drip coffees. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a coffee drink. I should have just got the the caffeine. But I saw at the very bottom, it says pie shake. 
Oh, I've heard tales of the pie shake. I've what? never seen this. And I walked up, first of all, I was annoyed because I walked up to the register and I was like, I don't know what I want yet, but I have a question. The pie shake. I was like, I'm assuming I should just use my context clues here. And she's like, yeah, you could. I said, okay, B. Like, <laughs> I was like, so you just pick one of your pies and you make it a shake. And she said, yeah. And I'm already shaking thinking about it, right? <laughs> Heavy breathing. <laughs> and uh, they just so happened to have, for a limited time back, the in Oreo pie. What? And I was like, I can't. Stop the recording. We got to go. I know. <laughs> I was like, I can't not. So I got an Oreo pie shake from Grand Traverse. And it was one of those, I got to the last bit of it and was finishing it. And I was so mad at myself. <laughs> and I had the, I was, I was like, I wish this is really terrible and maybe I shouldn't say it, but like, I felt so gross after I finished the shake <laughs> and I was like, man, I wish I could take this back. And you know what? You can, but that's how eating disorders happen. Oh so my don't God. do it. <laughs> yes. I was like, I could quite literally take this back if I wanted to. I had more than the lean. <laughs> We got in the car and I was like, I feel ill. We'll have to explain the lean another time. Mm -hmm. I had more than that going on. I got, we sat in the car and I did like a, uh, when I sat down (laughs) and I said, I said multiple times this evening that I feel ill. Like I don't feel well. Have you eaten since then? No. Okay. I ate and we ate that probably. Oh, so I'm like shaking again. (laughs) Like five hours ago, six hours ago, <laughs> like five or six hours ago, oh, I had that and I'm still sweating. The so. sugar is just taking you. Yeah. Now you're crashing. Yeah, that's probably what it is, honestly. Um, it's Listen, it's not even that late. It's late. It should probably be getting near my bedtime, but like. It's my bedtime. <laughs> I like the Wizard of Oz. I like the Tin Man. <laughs> anyway, that's all. Just know that Grand Traverse Pie Company, if you have one near you, can make shakes out of any of their pies. And it was so good because it just tasted like an Oreo shake with pieces of their pie crust, which I particularly like. Uh-huh. Um, and then I felt oh. ill. So Wow. What a dream, right? Well, anyway, speaking of, well, we're in Idaho. I was going to say, I don't know what segue you could possibly come up with. (laughs) If you would have had one of their baked potatoes, I I thought about, they have a breakfast baked potato now, so like, that also sounds. like scramby eggs. Oh my God. (laughs) And gravy and stuff. You, you betcha. Wow. Shredded cheese. Probably. Bacon. Whatever your heart desires. I don't know. Wow. Anyway. God. Okay, we would have gotten a potato. It would have been awesome if it was an Idaho potato. <laughs> yeah, because then we'd be in Idaho, which we are. So there you go. We did it. We <laughs> we are in Idaho. We are in Soda Springs, Idaho. Which mm. I got very nervous. I like not I'm, Soda Stream. I know. I've never had one. <laughs> not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> I got nervous. Uh, like I'll just say it now before I get to the actual history. Um, I was looking stuff up and I was I. I had to go to Wikipedia and it was like half a paragraph of information. I was like, this is really sad. (laughs) Um, It turns out I was looking up Silver Springs and not Soda Springs. So Silver Springs. Oh, there's a Silver Springs, Idaho. I think so. Well, then I got confused because then I found something with a ton of information. I was like, why? Like, how did I not find this? It's because then it was like Silver Springs, Florida, which apparently is very exciting. But 
whatever. Anyway, we're in Soda Springs, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And good old worldpopulationreview.com is going to give us the rundown. It is located in Caribou County, Idaho. Nice. Uh, it has a 2024 population of 3,228. She's little. Small town. It's also the county seat of Caribou County. Yay. Soda Springs is currently growing at a rate of 0.81%, and its population has increased by 3.43% since the most recent census, which recorded a population of 3,121 in 2020. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so it's just getting the dairy sweats. Uh, the- Jesus. So I did manage to grab some national averages here because I know we've talked about that before. I was going to ask if you finally figured out what the 2024 national average is on stuff. Kind of. So some of them, yes. Some of them, because they do it differently, like we talked about some, it seems some cities do it every like five years, whatever. Yeah. Some of these are, I got them as close as I could. Let's just say that. Also same with the, they've really just completely given up on the whole uh home value and rental thing so all of these just know that there is a large gap uh depending on where you look so anyway the average household income in uh soda springs is sixty three thousand one hundred and ninety, which the average is sixty three thousand two hundred and fourteen so they're like almost within the dollar just work like a, a couple minutes of overtime and you got it. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, they have a poverty rate of 11.78%, where the national, as of 22, was 12.4%. So they're a little better than average. Okay. The median rental costs comes to, uh, I got this from Forbes, by the way. This, like, I feel like Forbes, I feel like Forbes can be reliable. So I grabbed it because this number, I was like, hello. The median rental cost in recent years comes to $642 a month. And the national average or Idaho? That's Idaho. Okay. The national average is 1372 a month. Right. Sorry, that part is from Forbes. I believe the 642 is from like uh, Redfin or Realtor okay, or something. I was so confused. I'm like, why is Forbes covering Soda Springs? <laughs> no, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, so the national average is 1,372. That sounds right. Soda Springs is 642. Excellent. You can rent there forever. Uh-huh. And then the median house value is, this was confusing because the median house value listed, which we know what it lists and what it sells for are different things. Right. But the, what I could find was the median house value listed for Soda Springs is 327,450. Farmland? Maybe, but also listing price, which usually the listing price is way inflated. Right. And the national average selling price is 402,434. Yeah, that seems awfully high, Idaho. Mm-hmm. You rent. Down. Just rent. Don't even buy a house there. Yeah. So the median age in Soda Springs is 37 years, uh, which for the U.S., by the way, because I looked it up and I realized there's like the world average and then uh, the U.S. average, yeah. right? Um, Good call. So I just got a weird email. Sorry, I'm gonna have to read that later. Whoa. Anyway, it's, okay, it's we work don't have re- to pause it right now. No, we don't okay. have to. It's work related, but like, wow. Anyway, uh, gather myself. The median age in Soda Springs is 37. The U.S. average is 38.3. Okay. Uh, the world average is 30.74. We young, y'all, or we dying soon. D- Why? I'm would just you saying. Say- 
I'm existential just, crisis. <laughs> the U.S. is doing better, I, I guess. I haven't I don't had know. one in a minute. I don't need one right now. <laughs> so anyway, for males, it's 35.4. For females, 37.2. Okay. Now, the racial composition. She is 95.77% white, 3.55% two or more races, 0.35 other race, 0.22% Native American, 0.1% Asian, and then no black or African American, no Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander. I'm surprised any of you all are in Idaho. I say that. I've never been to Idaho, I can't say. I'm sure it's got its perks. I feel like people probably say the same thing about Indiana, but like at least we have the Motor Speedway. Yeah, NASCAR. Yeah, it's not NASCAR. Whatever, Indy 500. Yeah, I, it's Indy cars, but yeah, oh, whatever. I'm sure NASCAR is somewhere too. Anyway, uh, um, oh, for Pete's sake, what was I saying? I'm just a silly woman and I don't know the difference. Speaking of silly woman, you're so silly that you're dumb and you don't make any money in Idaho. Okay. Um, because the average earnings in Idaho, just taking into account all schooling or lack thereof and any gender, is $27,300. Oh, what? For the, an individual or? The average. That's household the or? Average in, the average earnings for an individual is 27300 That's poverty, y'all. That is poverty wages. Yeah. Well, that's okay because I can tell you where it comes from. The average for males is 53969 So go ahead and do some quick math in your head. The average for females, 19148 You know what's terribly sad is the fact that men are barely making a living wage by themselves. Because, yeah. you know, like at this rate, you should... People should be making twenty plus dollars an hour to have a living. No, I know. People wanted to get wage. up in arms about asking for fifteen dollars an hour when Bernie Sanders and others, but he was a big proponent mm-hmm. of pushing for fifteen dollars an hour for minimum wage. That now is laughable. Like that you was... all thought he was crazy then. That's that is still impoverished. What was that eight years ago? Yeah, that Bernie Sanders. It was almost a decade ago that he's like fifteen dollars an hour, and you guys were like, "It was ha ha, what a crazy we're old eccentric man." Still asking for it a decade later. Yeah, <laughs> God in heaven. Yeah, so fifteen dollars an hour, an hour now. We've blown so far past that. Like you all scoffed and laughed at that. Well, jokes You're on you now. Lucky we're not asking for twenty five because we should. We be. should be. We should be. I know someone has sat down. I talked to somebody who like sat down and did the numbers. And honestly, we should be making like I think twenty three to twenty five should be the minimum wage right now to compensate for inflation. Because surprise, surprise, prices go up on things even when the wages don't go up. Because everyone's like, don't raise wages. Prices of goods will go up. They've been going up. That's all I'm going to say on that. Right. Don't be stupid. Do not be stupid. Please Why believe. do you think gas is now $3 a gallon when it used to be a dollar a gallon? In the and Midwest. Guess what? And I'm, guess what? The minimum wage has not changed in that time. So I'm sure gas is 4 to $5 a gallon on the coast. Oh, easy. Right now here, it's like a little over 3 a gallon, I think. Which in the Midwest, um, I'm sweating, y'all. God, I'm about to walk <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, really sad. The the males make almost 54,000. Females make just over 19,000. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, I can't get on another No, rant. I know, we already had our one rant. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's about it for Idaho. I do wonder, so some people do still want to fall into the quote-unquote traditional household well, that's what, roles. There's nothing wrong with a stay-at-home parent. 
No, no. And I mean, given whatever area you're in, sometimes, I don't know, stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. If it's very like laborious, blue collar, uh, union work, that's usually men. And if that's what's predominantly around, I don't know. I just, yeah, I I just spent all my energy on the minimum wage thing. So if you have a partner who's pulling, you know, six figures and that's enough, your rent's only $700 a month mm-hmm. and you're not buying a house, you, you're the other one of you can stay home and take care of it and raise the kids if you have any, because honestly, I'd feel a lot safer that way anyway. I don't have any problems with my daycare, but, uh, I mean, it happens every day or kids are being abused and mm-hmm. God forbid you send them to school. And uh, I mean, I'm also yeah. like, if you want to homeschool, go to pu- public, private, whatever. Yeah. Again, I'm getting on a weird tangent. Like I could, I could talk about it, but yeah, I, I could see where you're like, you know what? You make a hundred K plus I'm going to take a seat for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to be a stay at home wife. Maddie, start making some money. <laughs> right. Jeez Louise. Both of us want to be stay at home people and just play video games and mm-hmm. lounge about all day. Wouldn't we all love that? Anyway, so <laughs> I want to make the OnlyFans joke. What? I, I don't know if it's pushing it too far. What? Seeing a pic, this post that the girl put that she's like, oh, I saw everybody's making all this money on OnlyFans, so I made an OnlyFans. I'm still broke, but now everybody's seen my stink wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> they said I'm still broke, but only like yeah. three people. She's like, I made an OnlyFans, but now the only difference is I- I'm still broke, but the difference is everyone's seen a my handful stink of people. <laughs> <laughs> My balloon knot. <laughs> um, I hate that so much. I, I just go with the old starfish. And you and Maddie shot up at the same time. Like, balloon knot. Because well, I heard bal- <laughs> my brain hurt balloon first. And I said, that's a hemorrhoid. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Your balloon knot. Oh, my gosh. Well, anywho. All sorts of fun names. Go ahead and put that just down. Just starfish is my go-to. Starfish, balloon Bra- knot, stink wrinkle. Pink donut. Uh, ham wallet. Oh my god, <laughs> ham wallet for a butthole. Oh, I thought we were just talking about bits and general. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, anyway. Oh, I guess yeah. Sti- yeah, you're right. Because the stink. Anyway, my gosh, this is now not family friendly anymore. <laughs> we have to put the e on this episode. No. So mad. Any hoot. Uh, so I will be honest. Like I said, I was having trouble finding information on this, and it turns out I was looking in a completely different, like, wrong place. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then. I might, I don't know if I'm going to skip through some stuff, but I got information on Soda Springs first and then on where we're going, which by the way is Ender's Hotel and Museum. You did it. Thank you. <laughs> um, and every website is like, the, like they're so proud of the people in this town are so proud of its history. Like we're so glad we're preserving this like lengthy, rich history. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, that's all. And then they don't talk about the history I'm not joking. When I looked for like a half hour trying to find anything more than a paragraph of information, it made me mad and I finally found it, but we'll get there. So I might skip. On the hotel or just? On the hotel. Wow. Okay. On the hotel's website, first of all, there is no drop down menu. You just have to scroll forever and ever, at least on mobile. It's terrible. Enders, if you want to, if you want some feedback on how the mobile version of your, your website works, it's not good. Here's an unsponsored shout out. We use Weebly. Weebly is good, I think. you can do, like, pretty cheap on Weebly, as long as you're cool with it saying .weebly.com. 
That's all I got. I don't know. All I know is, yeah, it just, I had to search extensively. Everyone kept talking about how rich the history is, but then had no information on the history. It was very frustrating. That's how I felt on the location that we investigated ourselves recently in Centerpoint slash Brazil. It was like a toss up as to where people said what city it lied in. But uh, yeah, I went digging through archives in Clay County, Vigo County, um, and I think you find nothing. I did. I know we talked about this. (laughs) All right. So then, so the point is by the time I actually found the information, I have a bit of information now, so I'm just going to blaze through it. This is coming from Wikipedia about Soda Springs in general. The city is named for the hundreds of natural springs or of carbonated water that are located in and around the city. I know, weird, right? It's a soda stream. A soda stream. Uh, The springs were known to Native Americans and were a landmark along the Oregon Trail in the middle 19th century. Today, the city is also known as the location of the Soda Springs Geyser, which was unleashed in 1937 when town town fathers... You ever see a word and you're like, that's not a real word. Uh-huh. Why does F-A-T-H make fa There's, You know what I mean? I don't like it. Anyway. Fa-F-A-T-H. I was like, fathers. It's fathers. <laughs> anyway, in 37, uh, town fathers were seeking hot water for a hot pool bathing attraction. They drilled into a chamber of highly pressurized carbon dioxide gas in cold water and the geyser was released. After running for weeks and flooding the downtown area, it was capped and manually (laughs) released. I just don't know what happened. Manually released upon request as a tourist attraction. Currently, a time release valve opens every hour on the hour. We want to see this town bear. (laughs) (laughs) We demand you open the guys for back up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, its height and volume have not decreased after all of these years viewing platforms where does it come from i don't know where does it go where does it come from god (laughs) yeah uh viewing platforms are located at either end of the travertine mound where the geyser erupts Uh, interpretive signs are located on the platform explaining this phenomenon and soda springs is also the location of one of the ground observer core sites what is that you ask i don't know i didn't look into it Okay. I was really ground scra- observer core site. I assume it's like read it very literally. literally. Like they're maybe they're on the ground science observing is, observing the core of the earth there because well, of the okay. Geyser. So I said core is spelled C O R P S. Oh, ground core. observation corps. Okay, corpse. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So this next bit is the part that I was like, meh, but that I went through that fairly quickly. So this is actually an interview because I, I copied, like I got this interview from uh, BYUI.edu. Uh, it's a university, obviously. Yep. And something, something University of Idaho. I don't care. Anyway. Um, Boise. Oh. What'd you say? Brigham was- Young, I hope. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, B-Y-U-I. I thought, okay, B-Y, I have no idea. Anyway. Brigham Young. Uh, don't write that down. So, anyway, I this is an interview with the current owner, which, by the way, I think they purchased it in 2022, very, very recently. Oh, okay. Um, and I thought she would talk about the history of the hotel and, like, why she decided to revitalize. No. No? Cool. Selfish. <laughs> anyway, she's, or this website says... 
Like most Soda Springs residents, Tara Jones drove past the Enders Hotel countless times in the past two decades as the building is located on Main Street, and it sits right across from the local movie theater. Wonderful. The Enders Hotel is a historic landmark for the residents of Soda Springs and holds great sentimental value. If I had a nickel for everybody that says that, and then I'm like, then what? Tell me the value. (laughs) Tell me about it. They don't care. Uh, But for the last 20 years, the building has become nearly vacant, except for the local museum, which is located there. All of that changed in 2022 when Tara Jones stepped in with an idea that would bring the historic building back to life by providing a central hub for local businesses to use to market their products. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, we quote, we do have an awesome farmer's market during the summer, but those vendors are limited and a lot of them don't have an actual home to sell. Uh, Jones said. So to be able to provide that is just one area in which we are able to provide services. Yes. I'm wondering, because you gave a weird look at that sentence. I'm wondering if they're saying, like, they don't have a home, like, a brick-and-mortar place. Yeah. When they say home, they like, home base. (laughs) I guess. Uh, So to be able to provide that is just one area in which we are able to provide services. So we are a fully operational hotel. We have a coffee shop and a workspace open to anyone. Wonderful. Which, by the way, I looked at their coffee shop menu, and I was like, I mean, they're the basic things, but they have a ton of syrups because they use... Not to like toot our own horn. They use a lot of, we don't, the coffee shop that I work at, we don't, the only store-bought syrups that we use are Mm sugar-free because we can't really make that. Uh, And every other syrup, I'm not talking sauces, every other syrup we make house-made. I would say, I think you guys have Ghirardelli up in there. uh, It's Hollander, actually. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, the sauces are different. But for syrups, we, because sauces are harder, the shelf life gets weird, whatever. Anyway. Um... We make all of our... So we have limited options. Like, we probably have anywhere around 10 at a time syrups. Uh-huh. Which, like, pales in comparison to some places because they buy, like, every Monin brand syrup you could possibly think of. Yeah. And this kind of seems like that place. No offense to them. They do sound like they have good-sounding drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them... Because one of them is called, like, a Huckleberry. And it's, like, they have a cheesecake syrup, a Huckleberry syrup, mm-hmm. uh, almond something, and white chocolate. I was like, that's a lot. I don't know here for it any hoot uh so they have the coffee shop blah 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 aside from being available to local businesses jones and her team have made renovations that have made the enders hotel not only a business space but a fully operational hotel with 19 individual decorated suites and five additional rooms with shared bathrooms although enders caters mainly to business executives jones says the hotel is perfect for visitors this is our main clientele right now or that is our main clientele right now, is business executives, especially that are able to come. I don't... Sh- this is what you get with quotes. I'm like, well, yeah, the ones that are coming are going to say they're yeah, dummy. But when you're in real time on the spot, you... Oh, I know. Listen, your stuff. it's happened before. I've been a local celebrity on the news. You're and gonna I- sneeze. You're going to sneeze? Don't. Go on. Keep talking. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then we fill in those... We fill in with those tourists and the people that really enjoy the experience of coming to a historic hotel and all that that has to offer. Jones has big plans for the hotel with her main goal to help provide opportunities for growth and connection for the community. We also would love to just spur and be that resource for the community that when we already have people who come in and say, hey, do you know who do, who would do this? Uh, we're able to recommend various businesses in the area. So networking. Yeah. We want those people to come back in return and feel like this is a place where they're comfortable. And again, that home away from home atmosphere that is provided here. So as long as we're doing that, we're doing something right. So 
take this over in 2022. Big plans. Yep. Now, I was like, okay, that told me nothing about the hotel. Like, good for you, Tara Jones. Right. What, please t- r- talk about this rich history that you all keep boasting about. I had to find the information. I'm not joking. I looked at so many, like just Wikipedia, Idaho's like state website, Soda Springs state or city website. Um, just, I don't know. I Publications. This is coming from hauntedhouses.com. Cool. Are you using that at all, by no. the way? Okay, cool. Because it did. I did stop at, they talk about like apparitions and like things that you might find there. I did stop uh-huh. before. So, uh-oh. Gosh darn it. I was able to suppress a sneeze. You could at least not burp in their ear for once. I didn't do it in their ear. I did it off to the side quietly. I know. And I, have myself. To, I talk every time to make sure I save them the the shame that I feel. I Listen, <laughs> you pop off some nasty burps. And I feel like we save them a lot of... Like, you could hear much worse. Believe me. The minute I walk through your guys' front you door, said, I burp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I We're would so be lying. Ladylike. I know. I'd be lying if I said we've never cut toots out of our bro. Recording. Just ripping it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a pie shake. <laughs> like I, <laughs> nothing has been cut from this episode yet. yet. Exactly. We're only halfway there. Pretty much. So this last little bit is hauntedhouses.com, which apparently is the only reputable source for information on anything prior to 2022. Mm-hmm. The Enders Hotel is a three-story neoclassical building that makes good use of all its space. The outside craftsmanship is stunning, reflecting the large amount of money spent to build it. It is a beauty from the outside with a marble base and white brick and granite put together in a most admirable way. There are 30 bed and breakfast rooms, mostly on the third floor, though some are on the second. Many, I had this sudden fear that I was like, what if this isn't even the right place? It is the right place because they're saying 30 rooms, which I am confused because the the math ain't mathin from the previous interview so i mean there's 19 rooms that you can rent from them so that could be uh, and then five individuals who are at 24 and then maybe there's bathrooms kitchen uh well they're saying there's 30 bed and breakfast rooms specifically mostly on the third floor i don't know math ain't mathin uh many of the rooms have original antiques with modern comforts as well Prices for the bed and breakfast rooms range from $65 to $195 a night. That's really not that bad, mm-hmm. depending on the level of comfort and convenience you desire. The second floor is home to a historical museum containing artifacts from the past, quote, to step back in time to the 1900s American frontier. One of the displays is a woman's parlor that takes up the entire room. The first floor has the Geyser View restaurant and rooms for banquets and receptions and a gift shop. Nice. So, in 1917, the Enders building was commissioned by movers and shakers, William and Theodore Enders, at a cost of, at the time, $75,000. God dang. (laughs) Uh, Quite a boatload of money. Yeah. So, it's a lot. I didn't do the math, but it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was probably just a lot. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Ellis Cackley lent the Enders uh, seed money, totaling $16,207. Designed by architect Herman Falkenberg of Soda Springs and built by C.K. Blocker, the Enders Building became a showcase for this little town. Originally, it was a mall on the first and second floors, a place for stores, services, and a restaurant. Its uh, its ballroom became the nucleus of social events as well, parties, weddings, and receptions, the center of the social scene. 
The third floor became the Ender Hotel and was successful for many years. That, eh, sorry. <laughs> I gotta switch hands. My hands fall asleep. During the 1930s, William and Theodore remodeled the ballroom into apartments for rental tenants. When they were drilling for a hot water source behind the building, a geyser erupted and became an attraction for the town and a novelty perk for guests and renters. <laughs> Whoops wow. a daisy. Yeah. <laughs> Who could have? What a, what a, you know, what something to stumble on. Wow. Right. After William and Theodore Enders retired, a series of owners used the Enders building as a place for successful commercial enterprises. The building was sold to Roy Kimball, who took over the reins and ran the Ender Hotel and its businesses. In 1950, Mr. and Mrs. J.M. Frazier bought it and added a coffee shop. Good for them. Wow. In the 1960s, Glenn and Olive Enders, probably relatives of William and Theodore, were the next owners. Lynn G. and Beth Buse bought the Enders building in the 1970s and began closing it during the winter months. Fiscally responsible. Or stupid. Yeah, uh, uh, they said, uh-oh. Uh, the building became a no-frills working man's hotel. Over time, it came to need funds to restore and renovate, but there was only money for maintenance. By 1991, the Enders building had become a huge fixer-upper opportunity. The price tag to restore it would be much greater than what most people could afford. Mm. By the time Louise O. Collard purchased the Enders building, it was a creaky old dame. Uh, <laughs> Louise moved in and closed the rundown second and third floors, but still ran the cafe and the office bar and lounge uh, to bring in enough revenue to keep the lights and the heat on and pay the mortgage. Louise had a plan, though. While she couldn't afford to restore it, she was able to get protection for the Enders building. She gathered other people in Soda Springs, specifically Craig Call and the Caribou Historical Society, who were worried about the future of the building. Together, they applied and got the Enders building onto the National Registry of Historic Buildings on May 14th, 1993. Woo! Wow, we're getting breathe. close to anniversary. You gotta learn to breathe your nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't, bro. I have. I don't even... I don't want to hear it. I have one working nostril on a good day. You know that. Well, my septum is shaped like a crescent moon. I've talked about, I talked about this. We're, is it, a, do you have a deviated septum? Yes. Thank you. I said that and someone's like, are you sure? I said, I'm fair. I was like, her nose makes a check mark, bro. Like <laughs> it does. I, maybe one day I'll post a picture of my nose for you guys because it is wild. Post our nose like side by side so you can really see because I got the straight and narrow. That's the only thing I got straight going on is my nose. <laughs> yeah, my nose. I don't think I've ever broken it. I have no memory of That's, ever breaking like, my well, nose. They were like, well, it usually only happens if someone breaks their nose. I was like, she's not. Like, I feel like you Are would these remember. Are you work with? Yes. I'm going to walk in and just go and yeah. pull my skin down. I was like, I feel like she would recall any, you know, facial uh, damage that was done like that. I was like, we well, think I like sat on her. I was like, I sat on her in the womb. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh, I don't nose. know. My nose is jacked up. Anyway, we're almost there. In 1997, Rex G. Mahan, I guess, creator of the Soda Springs, Idaho Historical Museum, bought the building from Louise Collard. As a, as a tribute to his class of 54 and to the community that long, long loved the Enders, his foundation went on a four-year renovation restoration of which cost over one million dollars. Goodness. While it was a hefty price, the Enders building was once more the pride of Soda Springs with all three of its floors being put to good use. Apparently, some people who loved this place in life could continue to visit or reside here in spirit form. Wow. What a good segue. I didn't read any of the apparitions, so. Okay. Well, I'm a little shook. Okay. At the lack of information. I 
No, I, I'm sorry. I'm not saying you didn't do a good job. Well, there are but... sometimes where I'll look up things and you're like, oh, I found this website and this website and this website. Like I looked for a good chunk of the day. Huh. Maybe you should have jumped on the YouTubes. Maybe. Because I'm confused. They're like talking about stuff that they, I assumed you were going to touch on immediately and I heard not a single name. That no. I have. Nothing. Everything is super vague. I have a story that you don't have. Yeah, everything was super vague. Um I don't know. It was a it was a struggle. Well, then I guess we're just gonna have to fill in some blanks. We're gonna work together. So everything from here on out, you guys, is speculation. I'm just telling you right now. So I think I'm gonna jump ahead then in my notes to uh I covered uh, all my information's coming from YouTube because within two YouTube videos uh, less than an hour total between the two. I have enough information here. I did not keep going. Okay. I just said, wow. All right. Yeah, and that's sorry. why I thought surely this would be just a gold mine. No, it was actually really frustrating. I'm really glad that I wrote this down then. So I'm going to go ahead and thank Pocatello Paranormal Research. Sure. PPR. Mm-hmm. Um, they, this comes from their YouTube video that was posted four years ago. It's just called Ender's Hotel is the episode name. Um, They started off with some pictures and a story, lots of stuff. I'll get into their video next. I'm going to bounce around. So let me go ahead and give you the story that they gave. I Yeah, I I wonder... Whoops. (laughs) I wonder if it's just... Because like I said, even on... Now I did. Even on the hotel's website, there was no... I did not see a drop-down menu, no options, no... They had like a contact section if you scrolled all the way past like you know, how to reserve a room in the cafe and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, where is the history? Yeah. Like, you're so excited about the history of this place, and yet you won't tell me. I'm going to put a pause right now, and I'm just going to throw this out. And this goes for any episode that we cover, especially ones that were like, hell, there's nothing out there. If you are a local, if you live near these towns, near these places, and you, like, I personally enjoy our history segments. I think they're very informative, and they're interesting. I love history in general. I mm-hmm. think it's it's fun to learn about things that you may never get the chance to see or visit or whatever right. experience. So if you are a local to this place, I know somebody who lives in Idaho. I don't know how close Soda Springs is to where they live, but... Take, take a little trip. Give yourself uh, a fun little task on a weekend or something and get a hold of the owners. I mean, we could too. We could always do it remotely. But um, just say, hey, I heard about your little hotel. Super cute. But I'll be honest, information is sparse. What can you tell me? And sit down and have like a true interview with somebody. Yeah. If you're that kind of go-getter person. In this moment, I am. If you ask me tomorrow, I may not be, but that's no, who I am as a person. I barely am right now. I'm barely a person right now. You're barely hanging on. Yeah. Okay. Here's a story that Ponticellum Paranormal Research provided. And then, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The story is a rancher from Green River, Wyoming named W.H. Pape, P-A-P-E, checked into the Enders Hotel. By all accounts, Mr. Pape was a level-headed man, not prone to outbursts. What a weird... Oddly specific, but it's because. We'll get there. After spending a few nights in the hotel, a distinct personality change overtook Mr. Pape. He was described as mentally deranged. I don't know if that's PC, but whatever. 
Mr. Pape violently attacked Mr. Enders, a hotel clerk, and attempted suicide in his room. Oh, it's giving 1408. Mm -hmm. Well, police were eventually called, and they found Mr. Pape upstairs completely out of his mind. In the hotel, Mr. Pape advanced on the officer with a straight razor. Oh, okay. After several warnings, the police officer shot Mr. Pape, and he was fatally wounded in the hotel on May 1st, 1926. So okay. This is very early Like on. nine years after yeah. it was built, I feel. Yeah, like. so it could be the land. People who knew Mr. Pape were shocked. He was never known to have any violent behavior. Okay. So there's a story for you that yeah never came across. came across. Not sure where they got it, but I mean they physically went there, so they maybe got it from the owners or something at the time because this would have been 2020. Um, they visited in 20, actually they visited in 2019. It's been almost five years. Um, so I don't know who the owners would have been at the time, but I'm gonna jump back to my first video. Sorry, I just wanted to check, even on hauntedhouses.com, because I was curious if that name was going to pop up, under History of Manifestations, while no one knows for sure who the hotel's spectral residents are, there would, uh, there are some possible reasons why they would choose to stay there. Uh, nowhere is there a name. It just says, like, renovating and restoring a historical building can act like an environmental trigger, like you said, it could be the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, drawing spirits with connections to the world there. Uh, spirits who never left the structure. Past owners, employees, and guests, um, people who died in accidents or who were killed in other ways. Uh, one urban legend says that a man was shot and killed here. I think that's what you just talked about. Yeah. And that's all it says about him. And then another so claims a that a man fell down the stairs. I don't know if you're going to talk about that. I didn't come across that. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to say... There's two entities. Do you, are manifestations. Do you want me to just say what it says they are? sure yeah there's an entity in the basement that sounds right <laughs> uh possibly of a past employee or owner and then areas of the second and third floor in general yes yeah yeah that's that's the information that i was able to find very wow. vague well maybe you could try looking up news articles on a wh pape yeah oh, there you go no Okay, so I'm, now I'm going to back up and talk about the first video. It doesn't really matter which one I do first, but I think the second one has more punch, so mm-hmm. I'm going to save it. Uh, first video I watched was from a YouTube channel called Ghostology. Okay. It was This video is almost 10 years old, and this is episode one of their series, Mysterious Destinations. It's Ender's Hotel. Uh, the production... Spot on for 10 years ago. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. It aged well. It's like, I felt like I was watching History Channel or something. Or, yeah. You know, Discovery Channel. Uh, they were so formal. I was like, man, you guys are the most formal paranormal investigative group I've ever seen. Which I appreciate that. <laughs> like, they were sitting round table style, going one by one, like, Here's what we experienced, and now we'll let Nicole have the floor and tell you her experience. And they went like, beep, beep, beep. Oh, God, it could not be us. It was awful. I mean, awful, like, because I could never, you know? (laughs) That's what I mean. Okay, so this is kind of broken up a little bit. Uh, It's going to sound weird because it's coming from different people's perspectives. Yeah. And I did not piece it together in a timeline. (laughs) So they said that reports of strange activity come from all over the building. 
there are strange noises. People have seen faces in uh, in the kitchen. Loaves, loaves of bread have been thrown at people. Nice. Full body apparitions have been seen upstairs. There, people have been touched in the military room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this investigation, the video was posted nine, almost ten years ago. The formal investigation of the location took place October eighteenth. 2009 my god so this is old old and they've just decided to put it on youtube you know a few years later yeah so three three guys in this group i think it was three or four guys and two girls and they all seem to be family they all had like the same last name (laughs) but uh i only got two of the three guys names because i'm dumb and forgot to write the third one down but the first guy john and ryan they started in the basement investigating And they said they didn't feel anything in the moment down there. No bad feelings, which is usually a good thing. Yeah, basements are usually rough. Mm-hmm. But later, when they checked their cameras, they said they caught a few anomalies. Did they go into said anomalies? No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, I am going to have some complaints for both YouTube videos. I mean, I don't do YouTube, and there's a reason why I feel like people just tear us up one way and down the other like you didn't mm-hmm. do that oh yeah so uh i'm gonna tear you guys up no i'm gonna be <laughs> i'll be as nice as i can i critique everyone needs good criticism sometimes yep so the next they investigated the museum floor they said when they were in the military room they saw what looked like a shadow dart across the hallway so they went into the they went down the hall and into the room where the shadow went so a la uh ashmore is what i'm thinking yeah that's true they went to go look in that room but there was nothing in there and they were the only ones on that floor so they knew it wasn't one of the other group members walking around ain't that just the way next they investigated the restaurant area i will say these videos this is the only thing that sucked them doing round table style and very formal they almost never had a picture or video to go along with what they were talking about. It was just them uh, recounting. Yeah. Which like even 10 years ago in paranormal, that's like, I feel like that's just a given. Mm -hmm. Like I need the, I need the evidence. Right. Right. So yeah, sorry. These are just very bullet pointy, but that's kind of the way it was presented. They investigated the restaurant next. They said, again, they did not feel weird in there, but when they went through the voice recordings, they caught some EVPs. Some of them were faint, but there were some that were more more clear. Okay. Now, Brett is one of the guys. He walked up by a cabinet. Uh, I don't know what room this was in. This, again, this sucked, but not knowing specific points in the building. But he walked by a cabinet that um, it has like those little side doors that open up. Um, it's not like a drawer, but it's an actual door that swings open. Yeah. On either side. He said he walked by that cabinet and then he heard, and the door, they demonstrated, it like does the classic yeah. when it opened. And so he walked by it and heard the creak and said, uh, Oh, and turned uh-huh. around and they tried to replicate it so they walked by again they ran by they stomped by they even opened it so it was not completely closed yeah uh could not get get it to replicate okay so that was kind of weird uh they i just read that uh lisa then said that she throughout the whole building 
pretty much in any of the hallways or the stairwells, she felt nauseous and dizzy. Okay. And there were some rooms that like the moment she stepped through the threshold, the feeling just immediately went away and she felt comfortable. So. Yeah. That's a a very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole, one of the other girls, said she also felt the same thing as Lisa, where it was nauseous, dizzy feeling, um, symptoms immediately leaving once they walked into certain rooms. And, like, it was almost like a wall walking through a curtain or something. Like, you could physically feel the change. Uh, They said also at one of the points where they were walking to one of the rooms and they said they felt weird the camera started to malfunction and wouldn't focus. Good. So that's always a fun one. Lisa said that the, the parlor was an interesting place for her. They did a couple of EVP sessions in there. They asked if anyone wanted to join them in the room. So it was just her and um, Lisa and Nicole are doing this. And I don't really know what she meant by this. I didn't write it down, but she made a comment that I was like, isn't that what an EVP session is? But she said, when me and Nicole do the EVP sessions, we do it a little differently than the guys. Um, we sit down and we talk to them. Yes. And I said, mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what you do. But uh, she said they asked if anyone wanted to join them in the room. And there was a piano in that room with a pian- a bench in front of it. They said when they asked if anyone wanted to join them, a few seconds later you heard, like, the piano bench creak, like someone sat down. Okay, creepy. Said, cool. And then they were closing up the session. So I don't know if just nothing happened in, in between. But yeah. they were closing up the session. They said, okay, we're going to go ahead and leave. Um you heard the bench creak again, like someone stood up. And then like, All right. to double down on that, they got an EVP of someone saying goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they were like, okay, we're done. All right, goodbye then. We hung out in the parlor. <laughs> uh, they investigated the second floor, and when they were setting up some equipment, they heard what sounded like talking down the hallway. So they did say there were people staying on the third floor at the time, so this was being used as the hotel. Okay. In this time frame. So they thought maybe people had come down and they were also looking at the museum portion, if they're not the only ones in the building. But they went down the hall to check the room that it sounded like it was coming from. And the sound just stopped. Like the talking stopped. And then also the light in their room was on. And they don't remember turning the light on or having having it on at any point. Yeah. They don't remember yeah. seeing it. So they captured some more EVPs in the military room, which seems to be an active one. They asked if someone had died in there or if people were just hanging out. Like, you know, did you just wander or whatever? Yeah. And they caught on the EVPs because the video is so old. I mean, 2009, right? And yeah, place, yeah. The EVPs were not great. I didn't want to pull any of them because... Um, there was one I thought about pulling, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they asked, did you die in here? Or are you just hanging out? And they caught what sounded like a no. But the no was almost childlike or female, possibly. Okay. Now, this is one thing that they talked about. Like, it was common knowledge again, but they said, they used the phrase prostitutes, but sex workers. They kept saying, like, a lot of sex workers used to be there. 
Like, I don't know if it's used as a brothel or if men brought them there. I'm not really sure. Don't know. Again, that's why I was like, you're not covering anything. No, that's how I felt. I was afraid to do my portion. Yeah, that they talked about so freaking freely. But uh, for God's sakes, I keep just like the mic. Um, Anyway, so they heard another EVP that was actually really long. Like, it was a whole string of words making a sentence. Okay. The problem is, could not make it out. And they couldn't either. The only thing they caught first was going and then not sure. Dang. They said, this is their words. They said maybe it was saying something about get out or going or death. And I said, now where did death Yeah, come where did you get these things? <laughs> In the video footage, there was one where there was one point where the camera was trying to focus on something. It kept going out of focus, like it yeah. was trying, which is like, yeah, weird. Yeah, it's always creepy <laughs> mm-hmm. when it does that. And this was a static cam, so no one was in the room at the time. This it just started doing it. Later in the same empty room, there was an extended audio portion of what sounded like a chair being dragged along the floor. Well, I don't like that. Yeah, so. it was just like a slow drag. It wasn't a constant drag. It would like... Yeah. It just kept dragging. I was like, oh my God. Uh, there was some noise coming from the second floor and the basement that... I mean, they had almost five and a half hours of footage. And they said, listening to the footage, and we feel the same way. You get used to the the white noise, if you will. Yeah. You get used to the sounds of the building. So it's like we knew what the sounds in the basement and the second floor sounded like. Yeah. Um, And they said this was not, this 100% stood out as like a dragging sound across the floor. Yeah. They did get another EVP in the military room. Uh, Again, they said there were supposed to be sex workers here. And they asked if there was any in the room with them. And then one of the guys, you hear him like, Ooh. and the other dude said, what? And he said, the only way he could describe it is when they asked if there was any sex workers in the room, it's almost like someone walked past him and ran their hand along his chest. Think like a flirty. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and he said it was soft, but it was a very unmistakable feeling of fingers running across the chest Gross. in a flirtatious manner. Yeah, yeah. And so they asked if the spirit could touch one of them again. And they caught an EVP, uh, a, a soft female voice saying, thank you. And she's like very, it was <laughs> like sultry, sultry sounding. Yes. Yeah. And that's the one I thought about playing for you, but I I want to focus on this other, maybe I could pull it up real quick. Cause that's all I really had for that one. So yes, okay. I liked the information they had. It was good. I think, um, they did a good job with, uh, I didn't mean to hit play yet. They did, did a good job with what they had, but the video was so old that it was kind of hard to, uh, yeah. pull that information. So I want to go to 26 seconds. Oh, right on the dot, Megan. Let's see what we got here. So this is him asking, um, can you please touch us again? Did you catch it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It was a thank you. Yeah. Like it was a real, it's hard to hear in my, when I was wearing headphones, it sounded a lot more clear, but yeah, it's just a very breathy female voice saying, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I could hear (laughs) it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that was cool. So now we're going back to the Porticello or Porca, Port, Porcatello. I don't know how you pronounce it. PPR YouTube Enders Hotel posted yeah. almost five years ago. I already gave you, they're the ones who provided us the story about WH Pape. Okay. They investigated, their formal investigation was on March 23rd, 2019. So this video, excellent uh, evidence. Really love the evidence they had. The most chaotic video I've ever, <laughs> I've oh, ever okay. watched. Um, there's no explanation at all of who's doing the investigation. What rooms This was in. the same issue I had last week. It was just, all. The, it would pop up and say, EVP of man saying, wow. And it's like, there's no, it was really killing me. And I have the notes in here. I guess I'll wait till I get to the notes because some of these EVPs, I'm like, somebody in that room made that noise. Like you have to tell me who was in that room because that was so clear yeah. and so crisp. You're telling me none of you made that noise. Yeah. Like I was just not Almost convinced skeptical, on some yeah. of them. Um, so... Immediately upon entering the building, new batteries started draining, voice recorders stopped working, cameras started experiencing interference. The, the works. usual, yeah. The works. Again, a la Ashmore. In the lobby, they captured a light flashing behind the counter. So it almost looks like maybe a figure walking by. Mm-hmm. You get a quick flash of that a few times. Um, but... The flashing only lasted, oh, this is a different part. So there's these computers set up, computer monitors set up, um, and there's a flashing on, it looks like a reflection on the chair. And they're like, well, maybe it was the computer monitor, but the thing is it only happened for a few seconds and then it never happened again. Yeah. So maybe not, but there was flashing behind the counter. They said later they caught a white, shape moving behind the counter so that's what i saw it's like and it was pretty clear you can see almost a figure walking by like just kind of doing their rounds at the the front desk they caught a lot of orbs they showed several instances of what they believed to be were orbs um some of them i'm like yeah yeah, but we're talking about a pretty old building here, mm-hmm. so I'm also very wary of the orbs. What state was the building in in this video? Uh, habitable. I mean, okay, because like I swear it's in my stuff. It said that uh, Tara purchased the building in 2022, uh-huh. and that it had sat vac- vacant for almost 20 years. There was stuff in the building. Now, I mean, I guess. You'll have to see the video to understand. I did not see it in very good quality or a lot of it because it was uh, just flashes of pictures and stuff and it mostly black screen with text over it is yeah. all I saw is what I had. So it looked like people could be in there, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Anyway, there were some orbs. Uh, again, I wasn't super convinced on a lot of them, but there were some that appeared to come out of nowhere and would change direction. So that's also a tell. Yes, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. They caught uh, several EVPs. Um, that's why some of these are so clear. I'm just, I'm so frustrated that I don't know the situation because I'm like, if that is an EVP, that is class A, get y'all a TV show EVP. Right, okay. 
Uh, we're talking that clear. And okay. I'll, I may play, I will play a few for you. Okay. Um, again, no, no context as to what's being asked here or what they're doing. But one of the, con- one of the EVPs sounds like a woman clearing her throat. It's, it's very. <clears throat> like, yeah. It sounds just like that. In room 217, you'll hear a lot about room 217. I wish, again, we had more history to know what may have happened in room 217. Was that Mr. Pape's room? I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like shuffling or dragging across the floor, which is what the other people experienced. And it's the same sound of this, like, dragging chair or dragging a heavy object across the floor. Um. Also in room 217, it sounds like someone clearly saying, mm-hmm. Okay. Like, just agreeing. I, and it was a female voice, and I'm just like, I didn't put timestamps on these because I'm just, I'm, I'm so annoyed that I wish I knew the situation. Yeah. One of the investigators says something that sounds like, and they don't have, um, captions so i i don't even know what the investigators are saying i'm using oh, my best see, and context. That's, yeah it sounds like at one point one of the investigators says it's cold outside or it's caught outside i'm not sure what what they said but immediately after that you hear a voice and it uh, truthfully it sounds like one of us like it has the same timbre yeah um and it says yeah that's so like, weird. Like it's cold outside or it's caught outside. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just yes, it is, and indeed, in the basement they were doing. Uh, they did a lot of dousing rod sessions, which I think we sleep on that. We we do. Yeah, used- we've talked about. We've got. We might be going somewhere soon, and we've talked about u- utilizing that. Yeah, because our dousing rod. I mean that we've had that since the jump day one, and uh, oh yeah. I feel like, I don't know. It's one of those you forget we have it. Like, we don't use the Ouija board a lot. Mostly because some places are like, don't do that. Uh, And some places it's just not practical. Like, we don't really have a good space to do it. Yeah. So, in the basement, they're doing a dousing rod session. And they caught a very clear sigh. Well, I... Everybody's chatting it up. And then you just hear... That's just wild. As loud and clear as I'm doing that, that is what it sounds like in the video, you guys. I promise you. Um, And this is the one I put. I said there's no context of who is in the room or what was happening. But I swear it had to be one of them because it was so crisp and clear. One of the investigators at another point says, Nicole, can you make him leave? That's clear. I can hear that. And then the sigh happens at the same time and someone says, no. Okay, so this one I did get a timestamp because I was like, girl, what's going on? <laughs> there's a lot happening in this video. And there's, we want to go to, oh. <laughs> we got an ad. <laughs> Do your taxes, guys. H&R Blocks. I so. still haven't done my taxes. Oh, whoopsie-daisy. All right, so we want to go to about the eight what did i say 850 all right i don't see i'm doing great guys 
And see, some of their stuff, they put something else on the screen where they're like, it sounds like this. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so they're doing, in the basement, they're doing a dowsing rod session. And they caught what they said sounds like a foo. Foo. Okay. This is what I said. It sounds like someone saying no. So okay. those are obviously two different things. Yeah. You be the judge. Here we go. It's going to happen in about 10 or so seconds. All right. Make him leave. No. Nicole, can you make him leave? No. Okay. I hear the... I'm sorry. You hear some... One of the investigators says no. It's like they're maybe reading something or maybe the dousing rods may have said no. So can you make him leave? But that... You hear? They said that's not them. Which, I mean, I want to say I believe because that's... What an odd thing to do if you have any kind of like EVP etiquette. If someone's recording, the last thing you want to do is just. <sighs> yeah, I'll play it <laughs> one more time. No. Nicole, can you make him leave? No. That's so That's loud. All of their EVPs sound like that. That's. Oh, See? I'm suspicious, like, yeah. which makes me feel bad, but gosh darn it. All right, so in the basement again, it sounds like they may have a REM pod with them. They don't say this, but I, I the distinct sound of the yeah going yeah. off, I'm like, that's a REM pod. So they must have a REM pod down there. It starts going off, and you hear someone humming, like, I don't like sing-songy with it. And they said that's not them. Back in room 217, they caught... What sounds like knocking or stomping, maybe like I didn't know how to explain it. It maybe someone banging on metal. Um, but the problem is it starts off very rhythmic. I mean, it's long. This lasts for several seconds. Mm -hmm. And then it starts getting faster. Okay. And, and faster. And then it just stops. Oh. Okay. It's like mm. um. I wish I knew what spot that was at because that's a. Uh... Oh, here we go. I think this is it. Okay. You know, hold on. you know what it kind of reminds me of? Huh. <laughs> and I think it's just because I watched it recently mm -hmm. in The Great Mouse Detective at the end where Basil and Radican are fighting in like Big Ben. Yeah, the, it sounds the, like a clock the, It sounds like the giant ticking of Big Ben. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds, that's, I didn't know how to describe it. They just said we caught weird sounds. I was like, yeah, that's... Yeah, that is weird. Pretty weird. And you could hear it start to, like, accelerate. And I said, oh, no, why are you getting faster? Mm -hmm. uh, they said maybe they thought it could have been radiant heat. Yeah, like I mean... The air kicked on. But if that were the case, you think you would have heard it throughout the night, caught it several times. Yeah. And it was only the one time that they captured that. Um. All right, so rhythmic. In the basement, there's an investigator named Colleen. Now we have a name of somebody. Mm -hmm. Colleen said that she felt cold. 
they ended up taking some heat signature pictures at the time. And uh, I'll go ahead and show you that, those pictures now. And if you guys want to head over to our website, you can see them too. They go to take a picture of Lynn. They said Colleen said she felt cold. I don't know. Uh, maybe Lynn's a nickname. Um, so they go to take a picture of Lynn standing there. And this is standing in front of her. Where is her body? See the red behind the big blue cold spot? Yeah. Lynn's standing behind it. Or it's standing in front of her and she's like, I feel cold. So is she the red or is she the blue? She's the red. And it's standing in front of her. Oh. And I'm so, yeah, it's not, there's, it's hard to see. But then they took another picture um, because she said she started walking uh, they start walking towards Lynn to be like, what's over, you know, get into yeah, the heat signature yeah. and it starts getting closer and like forming into three heads. Yeah. I, okay. So now I see it's really clear what's happening there. Yeah. But the previous photo, I have no idea what, is it, it turned on like, its side? No. I mean, this is the screenshot I took of the video. Okay. Well that, see that image makes zero sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like completely in front of her blocking her. And then she starts walking to the camera and it's getting closer with her and like morphing into three heads. Yeah. And like then that. when she steps out of camera view. Okay. looks like it's attached to her. Oh, because it's off to the side. There's that little bitty blue off to the side if she's off camera. Now. That is the gauge showing. Okay. So I was don't like, look at that. I see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then she's gone and it's gone. I don't like that. So, Lynn, uh, cleanse yourself, girl. Yeah, honestly. Take a dang bath. That's uh, scary, y'all. They said, yeah, it looked like it split into three heads, three people, and then it blipped and was gone. Yeah, no. So, they decided to do another dowsing rod session to see if they could catch anything. They asked if it was a man in the room with them, and the rods crossed to, yes, pretty aggressively. Yes. So... They said, whoa, like that was fast. We're going to shake reset. Like maybe I'm loosey-goosey here. Yeah, yeah. So they shake it up. And the person doing the, holding the dowsing rods is sitting in a chair. So they're trying to be as stable as they can be. Yeah. So they reset. They explain to the spirits, yes, cross the rods. If the answer is no, uncross the rods. Mm-hmm. So they said, again, is there a man in the room with us? And it said... Uh, I said yes, and it shot aggressively back to yes. Okay. And they're like, wow, okay. And at this point, the rod, and the problem is in the video, uh, you do actually get some video of this, but you can't see the dowsing rods because the video's, the camera's set up in the corner of the room, and they're in like the opposite corner. Yeah. But uh, the dowsing rods start going crazy at this point if they asked if there was only one spirit in the room. So they're like, okay, there's uh, must be more than one. Yeah. Um, they said that they had, uh, at some point or another throughout the night, caught multiple spirits with names. So there's, they got a Joe, okay. Sarah, Jacques, Nicole, and an unknown male and female spirit. Okay. So that's, okay, that's what I meant. Uh, I forgot the Nicole that they mentioned earlier. It wasn't one of the investigators. It, they were referring, they were asking the spirit, Nicole, a question. Okay. So they asked the spirit if he had moved the chair across the floor. And they're referring to 
the first video, the investigators from t- 2009. Yeah. This investigative group knew about that. And because at this point they don't realize they've also caught the same noises. So they asked, are you the spirit that moved that chair all those years ago when another group was here? Mm -hmm. And it said, no, it uncrossed. And they were like, okay, well, are you capable of moving that chair? And it said, yup. And was like super hard. Yes. Uh And they're like, oh, so you must be a pretty strong spirit if you think you can move things. And apparently it started getting pretty hostile, like just in the, the feeling yeah, of yeah. the conversation got hostile. Uh, they got more audio in the basement. Uh, they said at one point, it sounds like a ball falls and hits the ground and then bounces and rolls away. You can hear it clear as day. I'm not going to play it, but mm-hmm. I did hear that one. They caught very obvious footsteps and then what sounds like a murmur into the uh, voice recorder. (laughs) Gross. I can play that one for you because it kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. Okay. Uh, Is this it? Yes. So the murmur's kind of weak on this mic, but did you hear the... Yeah, yeah. Footsteps. Yeah. So that was a pretty cool one. During another dowsing rod session, you can hear a quick clip of them laughing, like uh, the investigative group. They're laughing. And then a a faint voice either says go or no. And then one of the investigators says, should we go in there? So it's one of those, we explained this in a, someone had explained this in uh somewhere we've covered recently where they're like sometimes the spirits will get presumptuous and they will answer questions before you ask them yeah and it seems like that was one of those instances it, where it's either saying yes go in there or no don't go in there mm-hmm. uh, either way. which is uh, we really need to know which yeah. one because <laughs> yeah, then she's clarify. like should we go in there later in the basement they are they have something called a shadow detector i think it a light turns on if it detects shadow it's okay weird it starts going off um, when nobody's in the room, they left it with a static cam. It starts going off and then you hear a distant yell or someone saying help. Okay. And it's like, you can tell it's further away, but it's a male voice and he's like yelling help. This is real weird. Yeah. It's, uh, there's also, this is also where they capture what sounds like the name Jacques. While doing an EVP, you hear a drawn out, it's a weird one, but there's this drawn out like, oh, okay. Mm, like awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the restaurant area, they said it sounds like a woman singing. Ghost ship. But to me, it sounds like, uh, I don't know how else to explain it, but a whistle like a yoo-hoo whistle. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I heard. But they said it sounds like a woman singing. It just gives me ghost ship vibes. Yeah, I anyway, don't like it. They also captured what sounds like a woman screaming. And then another strange noise. Like, uh, I don't know how to... Again, these are me. They didn't put any descriptors because they're like, we don't know how to describe it. I said, you're right. I don't either. So I did my best. And that you hear what sounds like a woman scream. And then a descending... Like just a woo. Oh, like a sad woo. Yeah. 
in room 207, so not 217, 207, there's an EVP that sounds like it's saying, wow. No, it's not Owen Wilson, <laughs> but it's a, it's a man's voice, I think, just saying, wow. Yeah. Uh, they said pretty much every piece of equipment they had that night had responded, whether it was the REM pod, the shadow detector. Uh, but they said the most damning evidence they had of all, which um, I'll... I'll play it for you because I want you to be just as frustrated as I am. Okay. You recall, we can go back to Mr. Pape. How did Mr. Pape die? I mean, I guess complications from a gunshot wound. It didn't say that he was killed instantly. Yeah, he was shot and killed. Olive Garden still be playing. I turned the sound down. (laughs) Um, So he was attacked in the hotel and killed by police. By police, yep. By shotgun or uh, a shot, I will say. They caught these EVPs in one of the rooms that nobody was in. And I am, I'm shook because I don't understand if these are legit or not. So when you say that the room that no one was in, like, was it just caught on the still camera? It's called an EVP. You don't even have anything to see. Okay. Well, that's what I said. You said in a room that no one was in. That's, that's the only thing I can assume. Okay. Because if I heard these sounds, no way was someone standing in that room and didn't hear this sound. That's why I'm going to play this for you now. Because we know how Pape died. Uh, He was shot and killed. So go ahead and listen to these last two pieces, uh, two AVPs that they have. That they're like, this is probably the craziest evidence we've gathered the entire night. Okay. They're creepy music. Okay, so that is what they said sounds almost like um, something falling or something getting knocked over. Yeah. And then here's the second one. A gunshot. It sounds different. Yeah, yeah. Like a slowed down reverb gunshot. Yeah. No one, we didn't hear. Nobody was like, what was that? That was so loud. I don't even know. They didn't, they did not say if the audio was enhanced. They didn't say what room it was in. What, mm-hmm. like, what? <sighs> yeah, I will say, I think it got distorted in the mic because as you pulled it away and I can hear it here in the room, mm-hmm. uh, I it sounded more, the last bit of it sounded more like a gunshot. In the mic, I'm like, I can see how it's a little hard. But I know, it's it's hard. But if you were to listen with headphones to the actual YouTube video, it sounds just like a perfect gunshot. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is excellent evidence. If, if it's you real. can tell me what was happening. Yeah. Because I am all, we are all about, we're not going to jump to paranormal right away we want to make sure that we can't replicate it that we didn't cause it uh, some outside source if it was like a car driving by and it hit something you know something um yeah i had no frame of reference on this video of what was happening when with who what room they were in it was all uh that's what i gave you is what i had so great evidence but you guys if i had i mean this video is almost five years old so if i had i need to check out your newer videos because the my only suggestion would be give us like let any information (laughs) give me something what was happening 
Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the Ender's Hotel. Wild. So I would love some Idahoans. Uh, yeah, I don't I'd know love some information. <laughs> if you guys could, or we can reach out to Ender's and say, you know, let's do a little interview. That'd be cool. That'd be a fun little bonus yeah. episode we could give yeah. you guys. Why don't you actually give me that history you keep talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the pie shake almost has you. So <laughs> yeah, I fade and fat. Listen, the sugar crash right now is unreal. I know. <laughs> I, I was shake like it was one of those. I don't know how to explain it. Like you sit down and you you're scared you're gonna throw up kind of thing. You don't feel like you're gonna throw, up, but you're like, man, one false move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, like what? if I tried to take a drink of water, it would have nowhere to go down kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, well, I was about to panic because I'm like, oh, my God, I did it again. I didn't pick a state for the next episode, but there's a reason I didn't. And I just remembered why. Do you it's know what? Fifth ne- Thursday? Fifth Thursday. Oh, my god. Next goodness. week is a twin tangent. And boy, do we need it. <laughs> um, yeah. And then after said twin tangent, that means it's going to be the first of the month and we have a place lined up and if all goes well, we should have that posted uh, first Thursday in March, Mm -hmm. which also means (laughs) we have a Patreon episode coming up, which next (sighs) should be Kelsey. (laughs) I'm just tired thinking about all this. There's so much going on. This is all for you. The end (laughs) of the month is... Such a fun time for all of us. <laughs> but like also not. Right. Well. Listen, it is fun. Ooh, and now we got to figure out what to tangent about. Like, it seems like it would be easy because we just rattle on about nonsense. Yeah. To start our episodes. But it's actually very stressful. <laughs> thinking of a topic. <laughs> so we'll discuss. We'll come up I know. With I'm like trying fun. to think now. I can't. I don't know. My brain is blank. I've got nothing. Same. So- same, same. That wraps up Idaho. Uh, it was all right. It was an all right one. I've got a couple weeks where we have to pick another state, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and we'll come up with something fun to tangent about next week. Surely. Surely. Yeah, Kelsey will have a fun, uh, oh, I think we're ready for another conspiracy. Yeah, probably. Whatever happens, happens. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Wherever the spirit moves me. <laughs> okay, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is done by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all at orsothesaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash orsothesaypod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've gathered during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See you next week. week.